and we are here almost through the full work week. I'm Jay Cleveland Payne, and welcome to Things You Might Not Have Heard. Mm, that was not impressive. Where we will bring you yesterday's uh, latest information in politics and current events and pop culture. Uh, we want to be your go-to source for the unconventional stories that are missed by the mainstream media. And because of that, we have a nickname for ourselves, your news side piece, taking good care of your news needs. The national anchors may have missed. Of course, teaser graphic. We're talking about Dion Warwick. This is a story that is uh, one of the legendary stories that makes her legendary. And it's a story from Snoop Dogg about how it she uh, put them being a bunch of rappers in her place back in the day. So we'll get to that plus seven other stories from the past 30 hours that you guys vetted. And then I curated for the story, the fit in the narrative and time here. So we'll explain how that vetting process happens. Give us about 12 minutes. You'll see how that works out. But for more information about what goes on behind the scenes and sometimes in front of the cameras here for the conversation project, visit our website. This is a conversation project.com. Headlines, eight big headlines vetted by you, curated by me, on the way, starting right now. First one up, social media praises ESPN's Dan Orvonsky on on-air prayer for Damar Hamlin, quote, powerful, brave, and genuine. What do you do when you have a bunch of hours to fill with television and you have to do something that's um, pretty much not anything palatable going over replaying the incident replaying the accident and talking about how because of this a lot of chaos is happening the most important thing being a man's life the important things about the businesses the business now is sort of a state of flux what to do well what you do you kick things off by you saying a prayer you take hopes dreams prayers and love to a next level and a real live ESPN analyst a tv guy stopped his rabble rousing for a moment and gave a prayer for Damar Hamlin on air. Um, I guess this was two days ago at this point. A lot of people on air and social media praising the call, praising the action from uh, Dan Orvonsky, who showed that he was human. Uh, a lot of people showed their humanity for good and for ill in the past couple of days. And this is one case where someone just stopped and took, like we said, prayers and thoughts and prayers to another level and gave a little prayer right there. A lot of people gave lots of prayers. A lot of people gave a lot of insight on what's going on. I saw a clip someplace about a person talking about uh, DeMar Hamlin uh, saying that he's only been played for two years in the league. He's not even invested to get anything for a pension. He's not invested for very much for uh, a disability plan, which was knocked down from 22000 to $4,000 a month in last collective bargaining. There's a back and forth on whether the players are giving up too much or whether the, the owner is just too greedy. It's a whole lot of struggle going on there. Right now, there are prayers for the recovery of DeMar Hamlin. Once he is you know, awake and speaking and hopefully back to being mobile again, let's deal with all those issues at that point. Our next story for this morning is this one headlines reads, two Twitter sued for $136,000 in overdue rent in San Francisco office. Elon Musk's Twitter, Elon Musk's Twitter has been sued for failing to pay rent on one of its office spaces in San Francisco, according to a complaint filed by landlord Columbia Reit, um, Musk did not immediately respond to the emails from the press to get this one. We this this link we pulled from USA Today. He didn't talk to them about this one. So remember, Musk bought Twitter for forty four billion dollars and started saying, "Hey, people need to come to work. People need to stop uh, not working, doing whatever, and to kind of justify what's going on." I guess this is one justification. If you're not paying rent for a building because nobody's there then you probably should either get people there so you can pay the rent or just stop paying rent. 
apparently they stopped paying the rent and the fix for that would be to bring people back and make more money and pay more money or let them stay at home and work from there and do what they're going to do lease less expensive space who knows we'll see how Musk is going to play this one out going through as you said no comment immediately on this but there is a suit for that we have a couple suits coming on next suit is this one right here man who accused todd chrisley of sexual affair going after reality star's wife julie for hundred sixty-seven thousand dollars as stars prepare for prison the headline is a whole bunch but here's the short version of that uh the man's name is mark braddock he was a former business partner of Todd Crisley, he accused Todd of uh, trying to have sexual relations with him. Uh, Todd has, uh, of course, denied that. What's happening here is there's a separate suit where uh, there was a settlement between Braddock and Julie Crisley that was about 112k, bumped up to 167k. He says that hadn't been paid, and of course, the Crisleys are reporting to jail sometime this month for all the shenanigans they do that aren't on TV uh, going forward. That's what we're looking at here. Whether this guy is grifting or you know piling on, we shall see. Whether this is going to be a big deal, we shall see. Right now, we just know that Todd and Julie are going to jail for their respective times. They probably won't do full-time because no one does full-time. And the biggest question everybody really cares about is their adopted granddaughter who's going to be in the custody of their daughter uh, for the time being. That's how that's going to happen. Let's move on to story number three, another lawsuit. And this one may sound familiar, 1968's Romeo and Juliet actor Sue Paramount for child abuse over film's nudity. Why does it sound familiar? Because another similar suit is going through right now. Brooke Shields is suing the people who built the Blue Lagoon, which is essentially how she got her start, what got her into the thing. Um, and because all the weird sexual innuendo and nudity from that movie. I don't remember 68's Romeo and Juliet, but I remember the Blue Lagoon and that being a thing didn't get a chance to see it because you know i was like you know four but uh, i remember that being a thing going on for a long time also the jordash commercials sort of ran in as well um the adaptation of william shakespeare's romeo and juliet starring olivia hussey and leonard whitening is arguably the most watched film in high school so maybe i did get to see maybe we did watch that version in high school but they're now they are suing because of the nudity of them being child actors and essentially all the just stuff uh that um actors were put through back in the day we'll keep an eye on this one see how this one plays out further down the road the next headline salesforce lay off 10 percent of staff and cut office space similar to the issue that we talked about with twitter above but this is a big old number uh salesforce's sales grew 14 percent in the latest quarter uh, the slowest pace in years, and it's projected even slower growth in the current quarter. So right now, dollars aren't up. 10% of the staff and the office space is a lot of people. Um, about 2,000 jobs, essentially, uh, is going to uh, be uh, cut out of in the San Francisco office, going to kill off some office space. Uh, we will see how this plays out in coming weeks as well. Jobs aren't necessarily safe right now, even though we're at the beginning of a year because of the end of the year's activities and actions we'll see how this plays out business-wise and personal-wise as well quickly mega millions jackpot soars to nearly one billion dollars after no winner on tuesday's night drawing jackpot is set to be uh was estimated to be 448.3 million uh that's what it was before no winner it's going to be about a billion dollars uh come tomorrow uh the tuesday uh drawing featured nearly three million winning tickets for prizes 
from $2 to $4 million. Six tickets matched the first five numbers. That was a $1 million uh, win right there. So it got close. This is a week where it got really close, but nobody actually won the whole big shebang. Uh, that means there'll be a big run on the stores going through the um, through going through the next couple of days to Friday to see if somebody can pull that billion dollars. I can tell you I'm going to grab a ticket, one ticket, because it's just two dollars thrown away as opposed to, you know, life savings. Because remember, everyone can play, but you're not going to win. Someone will win. It just isn't going to be you, as we saw last night. A lot of people won a lot of stuff. Nobody won the big one. Republican or representative should say Anna Paula Luna fights rival Michael Tito over witchcraft accusation. We've been here before. Representative uh, Anna Paulina Luna, a Florida Republican, is waging a legal fight with a would-be rival who, who leveled a series of outlandish allegations against her on the radio show. Luna has retained the high-profile lawyer firm of Holland and Knight. There you go. The fight the accusations. Uh, the accusations, she's a witch. That's it. She's a witch. She's She practiced witchcraft. She howls in the moon, all the other whatever. But her uh, the guy who lost the election to her, Michael Tito, is saying she's a witch, she's a witch, she's a witch. Anna Paula Luna, last name Luna, saying, I'm not a witch. I'm not a witch. I'm not a witch. We've dealt with this before in Congress where members have been accused of witchcraft. I don't think those members actually stuck around very long, but it's, you know, it's whatever. They've got bigger things to deal with right now as opposed to the fact that there is no Congress because they can't figure out how to vote for somebody in charge. They can't get a class president. So I don't think this is going to be the biggest thing going on, but lawsuits are lawsuits, and we'll keep up with that one as insane as it happens to be. Snoop Dogg recalls how Dionne Warwick forced a group of 90s death row record rappers to her home for a 7 a.m. intervention where she berated them for using mis mis misogynist, misogynic lyrics. I always messed that up. And made the team call her a bitch. If the headline doesn't tell you what you need to know, there's something wrong with you, period. I mean, here's some of the details. Snoop opened up about a scary meeting that they had back um, in the day in the new CNN uh, documentary on Dionne Warwick, uh, Don't Make Me Over. Dionne Warwick, of course, now 82, back in the day, uh, invited both Snoop Dogg and Tupac and Biggie and a bunch of other big time guys at the time. Um, and then she just basically blasts them for all the lyrics. Just, you know, why are you calling these women these things? Why are you all this stuff? Why are you all drinking and smoking, whatever? And then... She made them call her a bitch to her face. It's a powerful moment, powerful story. Um, and it also uh, is one of those things that is, um, you know, tells a time, tells a tale of a person who just doesn't give an F who, you know, she was at that point um, music royalty and you couldn't touch her there. And she had the right to talk to these guys and say, look, you guys may be popular with the kids and making a lot of money, but why you got to talk like that? It's not good look, not bad role models, things like that. Did it fix it? Absolutely not. But Snoop Dogg did recall that story, and it's one of those things that set him straight uh, mentally, especially in putting the fact, the thought process that, you know, we got daughters. That was the big thing that, that was really a push on that. You know, you may not care about some other lady out there, but care about your daughters and what they're going through, what they hear, and when people call them that. And that was something that was pretty telling to him. Let's get teasing. Why don't we? We're going to tease this story. It's going to come out in about an hour, I think. Uh, we had a bunch of shuffling of some things popping in there. But here's a story that if, not, if you've not caught on to it, will probably make you scratch your head a little bit.
or just sound like business as usual. CNN hires just retired GOP uh, representative Adam Kinsler. Yesterday, in the middle of, of the um, deliberations on voting for a speaker that didn't happen, I heard the voice of Adam Kinzer pop up in there. And I was like, well, that makes sense. He's, you know, he's not there anymore. For a moment, for a moment, I thought he was like there on the floor speaking and something like that because he literally, he's not exactly, exactly <coughs> done with office since, you know, they can't swear in the new Congress. But then I realized that he was actually speaking at his new job as a talking head for CNN. CNN has a habit or MO or whatever of hiring people that get ousted for things pretty, pretty darn quickly uh, for stuff. Um, they may not stay there very long, but they do get there pretty quickly. Of course, um, they hired, uh, they bring in a lot of former staff members that worked in Trump organization because, you know, they have insight because they kind of hate Trump and they bring them there for a while and they groom them for a bit. And then they start doing other things there as well. Uh, most famous is the former director of the um, FBI that was fired. Actually, both of them showed up on, on um, CNN a bit uh, and as um, a common contributors. It's a, it's a thing. It's a something. Uh, I probably went even longer than I should have in the tease part right here, but let's tell you why we teased it and why the point of this is. This is where we talk about the whole feeds thing and helping us vet the stories. Go to the websites for Facebook and Twitter. For Twitter, it's twitter.com slash th underscore conversation. For Facebook, it's facebook.com slash this or you know, this is a conversation project. That's what it is. That's what it says in the Chiron scrolling beneath me. And go there and look for these stories as they post every 50 minutes. We have a new news story posting about every 50 minutes that we want you to engage in. We want to see what you think about it, see if it's worthy of conversation. That means liking it, loving it, hating it, sharing it. And the higher the engagement it gets, better chance we have a talking about it on the next day. Now, as we said, we curate down some of the top stories. So tomorrow for Friday, we're going to take the top 15 out of about somewhere between 30 and 35 stories that we'll get throughout that day. And we will get installed. Take the top 15 of those and then we'll whittle them down to eight stories specifically for you here to, uh, to listen to or read or watch uh, for the day. What will make the cut? You help us out by going to the feeds on Facebook and Twitter. Now I want you to go to our website. This is conversationproject.com slash sponsors and check out some sponsors that may help you get some things done in this brand new year. We're offering up the sponsor for the day. Our main sponsor is this is a or it is AppSumo, which you can find our affiliate link at this is a conversationproject.com slash AppSumo. What is AppSumo? AppSumo is the best place to get discounted prices on apps and programs to be more productive, have more fun, get more things done. I've been a consumer of apps and apps for basically as long as they've been open. I've been buying things here or there, and they are a backbone, and it's also a very scary source uh, for the accountant to see when I go by there and see some brand new apps that are perfect for us, and I just buy them outright. The good news is most of these things are either uh, one-time lifetime purchases or very, very big discounts for a full season, full year of purchases, and they're very good. They're rivals to other great programs or sometimes, as in the old long point of days when they actually launch some things, they bring back some of the old ones as well. Check out what you can get at AppSumo for personal or business use. Most of these, like you said, are one-time buys. So for $99, you can get something that you may end up paying $75 a month for as a subscription. 
Trust me, that's a big win. This is the conversation project.com slash app sumo. This is the conversation project.com slash app sumo. This is the conversation project.com slash app sumo. This is an affiliate link, so we do get a little bit of cutback from this, but that is for the common good, keeping us going here and the common good for you at app sumo. Now, let's talk about us specifically us in the conversation project things we do at the conversation project are vast and, and mighty and we are do them for you the fun part of doing this is i get a chance to reach out and interact with various people from regular normal people to people who might you might say have some stature and just to get a read on how they are interacting with the world we talk about them some we talk about you some but we also get a chance to see what you think about in these conversational news things we have other conversational news things on the weekend. We put out one called um, the, the Weekend Wrap-Up, which is a top 10 by the numbers, the top 10 data-driven stories that are out there. The conversation interviews where we interview somebody who's interesting and see what they think about themselves and the news going on in that time frame. And, of course, we're going to have the um, You're Welcome podcast where we're going to bring out some of the more controversial things. And I'm going to say out loud some of the things that you wish that you could be saying even if I don't agree with it or not, essentially making sure that the contrarian version, sometimes a really evil, nasty versions of bits and pieces are being said, what people really want to say about things in that podcast. Check those out. And also check out other places you can find us online. Sign up for our newsletter so you can get just the, the words. Sign up for the podcast so you just get the words. Find all you, all the ways you can find us at this. It's a conversation project.com. Stop by the partnerships page if you if you feel we're doing something that's a big help to you in content in information see there's some ways we can partner up and help do better stuff together together forever so uh, today things birthdays for today starting off with that january 5th birthdays we have robert duvall turning 92 years old robert duvall has a very uh distinguished very big portfolio of stuff he's done but of course we love him i love him from way back from the godfather given ups to your ship's bartender Get back in the frame a little bit. Your ship's bartender. No, I'm sorry. I totally screwed it up. Ted Lang. Yeah, Ted Lang, your ship's bartender, Isaac, uh, is 75 years old on the day. I don't know where I brain farted for a second, but Ted Lang is your um, bartender. I guess I got him confused with uh, the other guy, the show killer. Um, yeah, lost on that one. But he is... Um, one of the more memorable members of the love boat, Ted Lang, your ship bartender, Isaac, along with all the great folks. I know that there's a new love boat of some sort. That's a reality show going on. It's just, you know, people shacking up, but this was, um, you know, anthology TV every week. There were two or three stories entwined uh, on the ship, the Pacific princess, plus the interactions of the staff, Gopher and Julie and the captain and the doc and all those guys like that love me some Ted Lang. Also, Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown is a name that gets thrown around a lot because he's Clancy Brown. He's in all sort of things. You may not know him until you see him. It's like, yeah, I know that guy. He's probably Clancy Brown. He is actually 64 years old on the day. Sorry I got stumbled on the Isaac thing. It's I don't know what happened. Um, yeah. So one last thing going out the door. Demand for romance novels was up 51% in 2022 with 32.3 million sold through early December. Book publishers had two bumper years in 2020 and 2021 as books filled in pandemic era gaps in time. I guess a lot of people are kind of horny, to be honest. But publishing is set to see sales drop 7% in 2022. This hasn't happened in romance 
through though as the genre has that makes up about 25% of the fiction market has grown thanks to interest on social media and superstar authors. The last time I really had a big sort of thing for romance novels was literally in high school, like literally 30 years ago, uh, because back then in the day, the girls actually carried around books, the romance novels, actual physical books. And, you know, between classes, that was their jam. Uh, I actually wrote a romance novel, I wrote a short one, and we put in characters, uh, you know, people from our classmates, and it was hilarious. I don't know where that one is, somewhere in the, the rat's nest of stuff in the garage and somewhere on the digital file that I can't remember back in storage someplace. But it was a, a, a hilarious thing to do at the time. Uh, we put um, good friend Brian as the as the the super duper handsome sexy dude and everybody thought it thought he was a it was a hoot um but you don't want to read my romance novel because it's horrible you want to go out and get something that's good apparently and apparently romance is keeping the book business alive as is said in the work um you know they're let's say expecting seven percent drop in publishing period because you know people can go do stuff and touch each other again apparently they still want to not do stuff and not touch each other while reading romance novels at home. And that is the show for today. Today has been, or show-wise at least, Thursday, the 5th of January, 2023. Uh, it's still plenty of that time left as I'm speaking this live now, but maybe you're watching this in the replay or watching, listening to the podcast. So that time has gone forward. I'm Jay Cleveland Payne. Thank you so much for joining us for the ride that is things you might have heard. Make sure you stop by the feed so you can help us vote in the stories that need to be talked about because you said so. And make sure you're staying, see if I can do this with Mike in new position, staying hydrated. Oh, that works. Staying limber and staying on task for all the grand things you need to do going forward. Um, have a great Thursday. The first full week of the year, pretty much because yeah, it, the year started on Sunday, but the first full week of the year is going pretty swimmingly so far. Nothing major in, in, the, in the world of uh, events other than Kevin McCarthy, not getting a chance to get his job, but there's that. We'll keep up with the news stories going on. Keep up the feed. See what you see. That's what you like. See what you don't like. Let me know. And just thank you. <laughs>